for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Highway to Hoover podcast, the official podcast of SEC Extra over at D1Baseball.com. I am your host, Joe Healy, joined, as always, by my partner, on the Highway to Hoover podcast and over at SEC Extra, Mark Etheridge. We are continuing our series of season preview podcasts. Today, we are going to talk about the Missouri Tigers. Uh, But before we do that, I have to let you know, and I'm proud to let you know, that this Highway to Hoover podcast and all Highway to Hoover podcasts this season are presented by Brock's Gap Brewing Company in Hoover, Alabama. We are super thrilled about our partnership with Brock's Gap Brewing Company. And I know if you've if you've listened to all of these preview podcasts at this point, you, you've heard me give this spiel a bunch of times, but I can tell you it comes from a genuine, a genuine place that we're super excited about our partnership with Brock's Gap Brewing in Hoover. I know I speak, I think I speak for Mark and myself when I say that we're excited to spend some time there at the SEC tournament in Hoover come May. You know, we're hoping to see some of uh some of our subscribers, some of you guys out there as well. Um, so we're just really excited about it. We have some things to announce in the future, not quite there yet about giving you any specifics, but stay tuned, um, for some, some other stuff that we're really pumped about in our relationship with Brock's Gap Brewing. Um, Mark, we are here to talk about Missouri. Um, it's a program that is probably more so than any other kind of really gives you the idea of just how difficult a climb is in the sec especially when you have limitations and there's just no way around it mizzou does have some limitations they are somewhat geographically isolated although not as much as you would think fayetteville really not that far so uh but they are geographically isolated they are the northernmost program in the sec there so there there are just a number of of things that that are kind of give them strikes against them but there have been moments where they've it feels like they've kind of come close right i mean and there's been moments where they felt a little bit snake bitten i think it was you know 2017 they had a a team that won 14 sec games something along those lines i think they had a team that went 500 in the sec one year and the rpi just wasn't there um that may have been a little further back than that Um, the 2019 team i think was maybe their most talented team that was a team with tj sycama and cameron meisner and um that was the team that, that kind of famously a week before the regular season started, that announcement came down that they had a postseason ban, you know, based on some something that happened. It's been so long now, I forget the exact details. Mizzou fans probably remember it well, but, you know, something about impermissible help being given by a tutor and, you know, the, the, the tutor in question no longer worked at Mizzou and the player in question was no longer at Mizzou. And and yet the team got hit with a postseason ban. And I remember talking to Steve Beezer during the season that year when it looked like that team might actually be 
a postseason team and they were appealing the decision. So they were eligible as long as that appeal was still pending. Um, and he admitted that, look, we, we were kind of flat the first couple of weeks and how could you blame us? You know, we thought that, you know, we had this team that was capable of being a postseason team. And then we kind of got the rug pulled out from underneath us. And so fast forward to, to May and June, and they end up a couple wins short of being a, an at-large team. And, and ever since then, it just feels like they haven't quite got, you know, then the pandemic season happens and so on and so forth. And now we're here, but that's a really long preamble because I I just do think, and, and Mark, this is where I'll bring you in on this. I, I do think this is an interesting program because I, just from the standpoint of it is a little bit of a study in how tough it is to, to work your way up in the sec and the kind of things that you have to, the successes that have to build on each other to do that. And in the way in which Mizzou kind of maybe was on that path at some point, but seems to have maybe gotten off of it a little bit. And we'll talk today about maybe some, some ways forward for them. Yeah. You know, this is a league where the margin for error is so small and for Missouri, it's even smaller than that. Okay. Uh, they go into every year and they're picked 14th out of 14 every year. However, in the last five years, you know, how many times they've actually finished 14th? One time. So when your your expectations from the outside world, the quote experts, right? I'm including us in that group, um, we're not expecting that much for, from you in this competitive league but you're exceeding expectations. Yeah. You're not reaching regional births. You're, you know, a lot of, a lot of years you don't make it to Uber, you know, that, that sort of thing, but you're not, you're not finishing last. And that's really the expectation. And that's, that's the projection this year too. I mean, there, I, if, if you're going to do an S card one to 14, Missouri's 14. So when you're, when, when everything is stacked against you and your margin for error is so small, you have to have all these things come into, you know, to, to all these dominoes to fall just right. And I think, you know, and that's what we'll talk about in this episode, but it, it's just one of those, one of those programs, it's an uphill battle. And traditionally they've exceeded just enough, right. To give their fans maybe a little hope, but they just haven't been able to take that next step. And maybe this is the year, maybe it's not, but um, I, I do think there are some pieces you know, that, that they can build on. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a good, a good point you make about that. That Typically they've been pretty successful in, in overachieving and, um, mm-hmm. you know, not meeting the expectation for them, which is comes in every season, every season fairly low. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work hard here. One of the things that bothers me about it is it's so often the discussion about Mizzou when it comes to talking SEC baseball is about the limitations. And I'm not, discarding those those are very real but um you know especially on a podcast like this i i'd I'd like to talk about the possibilities right and they so often get talked about is just like well how in the world could you know it's it's just such an uphill battle and that's true and we just had that conversation but um you know i'd like to move the conversation forward a little bit so um let's do a little bit of that um here's how it will work uh the next little bit here if this is the first episode if you're a mizzou fan just this is the only episode you've listened to or if you're just joining us here's the little format i will give a quick recap of mizzou last year mark and i will take turns talking about what we like about this team then we will talk about the questions we have about this team and then we'll wrap up by talking about the the things that will have to happen for this team to be the best version of itself Mm -hmm. so 
Uh, Mizzou last year, 28 and 23 overall, 10 and 20 in the SEC, uh, no postseason, and then unranked coming into the year. Uh, Mark, I will let you hit lead off when we talk about the things we like. So go right ahead. Yeah, I think, you know, it starts with Luke Mann, gives him that big bat in the middle of the lineup. Boy, he hit what's 17, if I remember right, home runs last year, something like that. I mean, if he has lineup pr- protection, I mean, he, he, you know, he could hit 20 this year, right? And you have a 20 homer guy in the middle of the lineup, that changes everything, right? Um, you know, you've also got Trevor Austin there. He's probably their best position player. Um, you get those two together, they start to, you know, feed off each other, lineup protection, bunch of hits, and all of a sudden it's a different looking lineup, right? right? So that, that, that would be where I'd start with Missouri. I think it's a great point. You know, Luke Mann, he's really made a lot of strides too. I mean, he, he's been an impressive player development story about the, you know, the power's mm-hmm. always been there. The potential's always been there. And last year he really kind of came into his own and I'm, I'm fascinated to see what the next step is for him. I will throw on top of that, that I, I like the makeup of this bullpen on paper. I think they did a really good job in the transfer portal. It's another heavy, you know, we talked about with Kentucky, Missouri's another heavy portal team and they really, did a lot on the bullpen here. So guys like Jacob Hasty from LSU, Javen Pimentel from Arizona, and then two guys that I, it looks like are going to be their co-closers, Rorick Maltrude from New Mexico State, who had a really nice career there, and Zach Franklin, who was one of the better closers at the mid-major level at Western Carolina last year. Um, that's a pretty good bullpen core. It's a combination of guys who have pitched in big games, like you know Hasty and, and Pimentel, in particular having come from power conference programs. Guys with stuff, you know, guys with proven ability. So I like I like the makeup of that group. And as we get into questions about the team, like I think that bullpen could loom large. Um, so let's uh, that's a good segue. Mark, go ahead with the the questions you have about this team. Well, just the overall talent level. I mean, you're in the SEC. You look, you're at seven teams in the top ten. You're going to play a lot of them. You got several more in the top 20 and several more of those that if you had a top 30 or top 35 are going to be there. It's just, just can they week in, week out, handle the grind of being the the lesser talented club every week? I mean, that's got to wear on you just from a mental standpoint. You're always you know pushing that rock uphill. That, that's my biggest concern for this team because margin for error is so small. You can't have injuries. You can't have slumps. I mean, everybody's got to got to perform at or above their expected level, or you're not going to be successful. For me, I I look at the rotation as as a question. For me, I think there's some high end potential here, but it just feels like a lot has to go right. I mean, they're they're looking at some subset of Chandler Murphy, another Arizona transfer who was 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 very good for that Arizona team that went to Omaha in 2021. So he he's shown that he can be a key piece on a very good team. But last year, struggled with injury, never really got going, had an ERA above nine for the season. Um, but the stuff is good, and he's got some track record. So I think there is the ceiling there for him to be a legit Friday dude for Missouri. But th- there's also downside risk, obviously. Then you've got Ian Loesch as, as an option. He was good in the bullpen last year, but does that translate to the rotation as well? Austin Tresser, really good arm. He'll he'll put some 97s up. Um, so, But again... Is he ready to be a workhorse type guy, a you know six seven inning type starting pitcher? That remains to be seen. Tony Newbeck, a sophomore, like a good left handed arm. The fastball plays up. I, you know, I, I I like the raw materials there with Newbeck. He had a pretty good year last year as a freshman, as far as freshmen sometimes go in the SEC. So is 
Is he ready to take another step forward? So there's just a lot of, there's very little you can really in the rotation, at least on paper, hang your hat on in, in a way that most other SEC teams, if not all of them, have at least something you can you can really hang your hat on and bet on the rotation. Mizzou for me is just not quite there. So uh, let's wrap up here and talk about the things that have to go right for this team to be the best version of itself. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I mean, it starts with the rotation. I mean, and certainly the high-end pitching. If, if the Smurphy, Loach, or Franklin, you know, those guys, they need to be difference makers, and they, they need to be able to match up with with whomever it is that they they are uh, – they're facing on a given given night. And, and then those returning players, you know, man, Austin, and then the newcomers, right? Um, the, they've got to acclimate quickly, and they've got to form form a lineup that just doesn't have holes, right? They, they need that, you know, that, that depth in the lineup to, to negate the disadvantage that they're going to have on the mound and, and make those guys work and get into the bullpen and, and – and face some guys down the line, you know, down the, down the line pitching. Because, you know, I, I don't think Missouri's a team that's going to be able to go, you know, head-to-head with, with the top guys for the top teams. So they need to see a lot of pitchers. They, they need to they, they need to be able to, to work counts and, and get into the bullpen and try to take advantage of those down-the-line guys. I think it's – yeah, I think that's that that's right on. I, I think it's – for me, I, I look at finding other – physical threats in the lineup you know they, they lost torn montgomery and, and fox liam and, and even josh day the shortstop had had some some pop in his bat um to support luke man um you know luke man can can do quite a bit and he isn't really nice centerpiece I, I just saw like right you know just um within this week he was named preseason first team all sec third baseman um so like that tells you what he brings to the table um but you got to find someone to help him out from, from just a physicality standpoint, maybe it's cam chick. Who's a, a Nebraska transfer who has some, some pop in his bat Dylan Leach catcher from transfer from Arkansas. He's got some pop in, in small samples that he showed at Arkansas, Hank Zeisler, UNLV transfer first baseman. He's shown power in his career. So somebody there, I, I think needs to kind of step up and give him that physicality. Trevor Austin has some of it too, but he's more of a Trevor Austin is more of a dynamic piece guy who can run a little bit, you know, good bat to ball skills can put the ball in the gap and run. He's probably going to be more of a doubles guy, but he he does have some traditional pop too. So maybe he's part of the solution and look, you know, Mizzou plays in Taylor stadium, which is a pitcher's park to begin with. And then the wind blows in stadiums on top of the hill and you have the wind blowing in situation. So Mizzou's probably never going to be a team that's going to out physical teams and that that's just not the way they're they're going to that's not going to be a winning formula more than likely that even in the best years for mizzou baseball that they had some nice bats but that wasn't necessarily the way they were doing it um so this is going to have to be an action-oriented offense to begin with that being said though you you do need somebody who can put the fear of god in opposing pitchers and you're going to have to play road games in more offensive environments so you do have to fight fire with fire a little bit at times and and i it remains to be seen exactly who that is for mizzou so Interested to see, like we said at the top, what this Mizzou team is. Um, they do. You're right, Mark. It's a great point. They they do tend to be, you know, even early last year. The end of last year didn't go great, but early last year they were pretty frisky. You remember how well they played against Tennessee um, in that in that series. So they they had that in them, and things just kind of snowballed on them late in the year. But um, they do tend to be game for a fight. They do like to to, to really um, put it all out there. So 
Um, we'll be interested to see what ends up happening with this Mizzou team in 2023. That is going to do it for this episode of the Highway to Hoover podcast presented by Brock's Gap Brewing Company. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.